Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I'm your host, Ryan Winder. Remember, what happens in Vegas is not staying in Vegas as I bring you helpful tips for life with the Vegas twist. Let's start the episode. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Vegas Therapist. I am your host, Ryan Winder. Uh, Thanks for tuning in and for listening to the podcast. Um, Before we get into today's episode, I just want to talk about a few things as far as the podcast goes. Um, I'm just, you know, really thankful for everybody that's tuned in and listened to the episodes and giving me feedback. Um, Again, you can email me your questions or topics to ryanwinder at gmail.com. That's ryanwinder at gmail.com. I definitely look forward to your feedback and any questions you might have and topics again for uh, future episodes. Um, Also, at the same time, you know, when I started this podcast, I think one of the things for me was just, you know, trying to find my voice and trying to, you know, bring you content and information that obviously would be helpful to to you. And, and you know, I, I realize that not everybody's going to seek out therapy or maybe feel like they need it at the level to where they need to go and get a therapist. And so anything that I can share to kind of help people in their lives and just help them improve. But also, you know, I wanted there to be that Las Vegas twist and, you know, and sharing you some of the elements that come from, uh, you know, being a therapist in Vegas and, and obviously being a therapist in Vegas, I've had the opportunity to kind of work with a variety of different situations and people and circumstances, some good, some bad, some crazy, some normal, some just, you know, out of this world. But, you know, all in all, some really good experiences for me as a therapist and you know things to work with and so you know I've I've gotten away from a little bit of that kind of bringing that Vegas twist to things but I don't want you to think that I haven't forgotten about that part of it um, I definitely want to continue to incorporate kind of the Vegas twist on things as I go through the different episodes it's just but also at the same time I, I want to make sure that I'm bringing you quality content and things that I really feel can be helpful to you um, and to my audience and uh, that's really the most important thing when I started this that I wanted to to help other people and to be able to find other ways to to reach people um, with I feel like the experience that I've had in you know in my 16 year career here as a therapist and so that's really the most important thing you know again I think sometimes the Vegas twist thing is is it's fun and it's exciting and it's kind of cool to hear about um, but really the most important thing is that I'm bringing quality content to um, my audience and, and things that they can take in and, and apply to their lives and be able to, to utilize. So anyway, that's just a little bit about that. So I haven't forgot about the Vegas twist thing or things that you know kind of are Vegas. Um, but like I said, my most important quality right now is I just want to bring some good content and some things that you can utilize. So anyway. Without further ado, today's episode, I want to jump into that. Um, The podcast today is going to focus on strengthening our families. I think, you know, each of us have have had that thought, you know, how to make our families work more effectively. What can we do? Um, I'm sure we've all asked ourselves the questions, um, you know, what's the secret to um, holding our family together? You know, what might be the ingredients to making, you know, families more effective or resilient or happy? I think anybody that you know has a family out there or who's raised a family has had these questions run through their mind. Um, 
and you know, I mean, I do the same. I'm, I'm in the same boat. You know, I'm always thinking about, you know, what's the best things for my family? How can I bring them closer together? How can I make sure my kids are in a good place mentally, emotionally, um, physically? You know, are they happy? Are they, you know, grounded in the things that um, they believe in and et cetera? And so I think that's, you know, again, if you have kids, if you have a family, I'm sure you've thought about those questions. So, you know, today's episode is going to focus on a few things, but, you know, it's not going to be one of those things where I just say, okay, here are five things that you can do um, to make your family more stronger or more effective in terms of the way your family operates. Um, It's really going to focus on more one thing, but that one thing does have several layers to it um so it may be something that you're already doing or doing to some degree and maybe you just need to solidify it a little bit more or kind of bring it into focus um but um the other thing is is that i think this one thing and the reason i, I want to talk about it is one is i think it's important and two is that there's been some you know research done on it recently which i think it gives it a little bit more viability so I don't think you'll be wasting your time if you try and implement it into your family because um, you know for me the research speaks for itself you know and, and when people are out there I mean you know studying these topics and some of these things and if I can bring that research to you and kind of in, a, in an understanding way as well as just other experiences that I've had with my own self and and with clients I think it, it really substantiates that and so um, so I, I was reading this article called The Stories That Bind Us, and that's really the basis of this this podcast is this article. Um, so you can look that article up when you get a chance. Again, it's The Stories That Bind Us. Um, and so the the research that, um, the, that was found in this article and kind of the things it talked about are, again, going to be the basis for the podcast. And so here it is. The research in this article found that the single most important thing that you can do your, for your family is drum roll uh, developing a strong family narrative so single most important thing you can do for your family is develop a strong family narrative so how many of you saw that coming I know I didn't I I was I was kind of surprised by that um, you know, so it wasn't really the thing that I thought would be the thing that stood out or or that was the single most important thing that you could do for your family. Um, and then the other thought I had is once I read that was, well, what is a strong family narrative? Um, you know, I, I didn't really wasn't quite really sure I even understood that. So but before we talk about that or what exactly a strong family narrative narrative is, I really want to share with you, you know, what the research found um in relation to kids having this strong family narrative in their lives you know i think if you know the benefits of of having a strong family narrative obviously you'll be more inclined to doing it yourselves and kind of creating what it you know what a strong strong family narrative is so we'll get into more of the what it is later Um, but first i just kind of want to give you some of the research and what it what the benefits were for having this in your family so the first thing that the article points out is that having a strong family narrative was the best predictor of a children's emotional health and happiness. So the best predictor of children's emotional health and happiness. Uh, research also saw that the that um, the most self the most self confidence in kids who had what they called uh, intergenerational self, um, which was defined as 
that they, the kids here knew that they belonged to something bigger than themselves. So the term for that again was an intergenerational self, but they knew that they belonged to something bigger than themselves. Um, uh, the third thing was that, that the children who knew more about their family history, they also had a stronger sense of sense of control over their lives and higher self-esteem. So so far, if you're if you're keeping track, um, having a strong family narrative in your life brings you brings your kids. Um, better emotional health and happiness, um, more self-confidence, um, a sense of control over their lives, higher self-esteem, and finally it showed that um, that having a sense of being a part of a larger family could moderate the effects of stress and even trauma. Um, these kids showed more resilience in dealing with challenges in their lives. Um, so, you know, those are some big things, especially when you think about our kids today and some of the things that they have to face and go through. I mean, if they can have more resilience, if they can, you know, if this family narrative can help moderate effects of stress and trauma and give them greater self-esteem, I mean, I don't know who wouldn't want those things for their kids and for their family. Those are some pretty great things. Um, and so it, it really got me thinking and got me intrigued about this family narrative and kind of what it is and you know how we can kind of bring it into our families because if it can have all these positives then heck you know sign me up I definitely want that for my own family and so so now as we kind of get into like that's the research side those are the benefits side I think probably each of you are, I mean I, I hope that each of you are thinking wow this is this is some good stuff if this if these are the things that um our kids can benefit and our families can benefit from as a result of it then let's let's kind of figure this out so first is is that you know you know a lot of the information or the research talked about kids knowing about their family history kids knowing about that they that they belong to a something bigger and so so how do we first know how much our kids know and what kind of things should they know about you and your family that helps build this narrative that strengthens family. So that's kind of like the first part is like, what kind of things should we be sharing with them? What kind of things are involved in this narrative? What kind of things should they know? Well, luckily, um, you know, as a result of kind of reading this article, there's a researcher named Marshall Duke, and he developed this thing called the Do You Know Scale. And the Do You Know Scale is a list of 20 questions about family. Um, you can Google it. I found it in Psychology Today, in a, well, in a Psychology Today article that was online, and so that it's not something that's hidden from the public or whatever. You can you can check it out, but it's a list of these 20 questions. Some of the questions are more basic, things like, you know, do you know how your parents met? Um, where did they grow up? Where did your grandparents grow up? Do you know much about them? Um, and so it's kind of fun in prep in preparation for this. Um, you know, I quizzed my three kids and uh, about, you know, on I well, I gave them the three questions or the, the 20 questions. Um, I gave e each of them the 20 questions. And so, I, you know, I felt pretty happy with their knowledge and some of the things that they knew. And so that was that was exciting to see that maybe maybe I'm on the right track with some things and they they have a good sense about their family and some of the things in it. So, again, there were some basic questions and then it got into some more deeper questions I want to kind of go through some of those because these are the ones that I think we kind of have to sort through and and try to understand for ourselves and where you know where we go with it as far as our narrative but you know one of the questions asked like do you know 
do your kids know some of the illnesses and injuries that your parents experienced when they were younger? Now, again, that one I think is fairly harmless, but I think what it does or what it's trying to get to is that if your kids understand that maybe you had some challenges or some difficulties, you know, but obviously you're still here, you know, how did you work through them? What kind of things did you do to kind of overcome some of those difficulties? Um, which is good for our kids to know, like what, what are some of the things that we went through and we experienced? Um, the next one is, do you know some of the lessons that your parents learned from good or bad experiences? Now, this is one that I think is a little bit tricky for parents. You know, I think when we think about some of the lessons that we learned growing up, it's like, how much do we share and how much do we not share? You know, as far as like, you know, if we're trying to teach our kids good things or make good decisions, like maybe we don't want them to get into drugs or alcohol or things of that. But if we've had experience with those things, like how much do we share with them? So that one can be a little bit tricky. And I think we have to, you know, one is maybe not that I'm saying, you know, share everything, but I, I don't think we want to make our kids feel like we led a perfect life, you know, because then when they do make mistakes, they don't really have a model for how, maybe how to come back from that or what to do or, you know, or what kind of help might be out there for them. So I think that's something that we have to, you know, maybe take a look at and really see. I mean, obviously it's on this list and it's something that maybe is we need to look at that, hey, maybe there's some bad experiences, some things that we can share with our kids to help them understand that one, like I said, that we all make mistakes, but there there are things that we can come back from and improve on and, and learn from, and that's the key with that. Um, and obviously, you know, we can make those age appropriate, right? I mean, maybe for our younger kids where they don't really have that understanding of things, and we don't necessarily want to share with them certain aspects of our lives. But as they grow older, maybe it's important we kind of be more open and and sharing some of these good and bad experiences with them. Um, and then another question was, do you know some of the things that happened to your mom and dad when they were in school? You know, and again, I think this is a this is another one of those things that, you know, like did, you know, things like maybe did you play sports or were you bullied or were you the class clown? Like what kind of things were, were you in school? Um, what were maybe some of the things that you experienced that might be helpful to me as I go through school, go through high school, whatever it may be? Um, you know, I think those are important things for our kids to know about us. So they, again, have a greater sense of who we are in relating to us and also to them, to them themselves. Um, another question was, do you know some of the jobs that your parents had when you were young? You know, I mean, I think, again, the benefits of that is like, you know, what were some of the things that you were willing to do as a kid to work, to earn money? You know, and especially kids these days that feel so entitled, it's like, you know, helping them to understand that, hey, you know, growing up, hey, sometimes we might have to take these jobs that aren't as, as ideal as we'd like. But, you know, the benefit and value and what we can learn from them is important. I remember when we were talking about this, on, you know, the other day with our kids and I was sharing with them like one summer, um, I grew up on a dairy farm and my grandma offered me 60 bucks to clean out this calf barn that was just nasty, full of manure and crap and whatever. And anyway, so... I spent I don't know how many hours you know cleaning out that barn and it was probably the worst 60 bucks I ever earned but it was you know but I wanted that 60 bucks and and so I was willing to do whatever it took to do that and so I think just helping our kids understand that sometimes again we have to do things that we don't necessarily want to do but there's benefits from that and what we can learn from it and work ethic and developing those things is important for them to to hear about and to understand um, Another question was, do you know some of the 
some of the some of the awards that your parents received when they were young you know again I think some of the benefit of that is like you know what were the, some of the things you're good at what did what motivated you what you know what accomplishments did you have I mean sharing those things with our kids you know helps them to I think maybe even push themselves and you know and looking for things that they can accomplish and you know wanting to um, you know do good things in their own lives and also seeing that they they can achieve certain things you know I think when we talk about um, you know family narratives and and stories and and different things like that and as we share stuff with our kids um, you know they're like kind of going back to the good and bad experiences and things that we went through you know sometimes there can even be almost like feel like you know some of the stories we can share can almost be like folklore you know or things that you know that might um, you know they might even question did those things even really happen I know it's funny there was a story that that I told that I've told my kids and for many years I, my I think even my wife the same thing she, I don't, they don't I don't think they really believe that it happened um, because it was just so weird and such a, a weird story um, and basically I think I was like five or six at the time and um, I grew up also well I was in a before we moved to our dairy farm I lived in another small town called Glenwood Alberta and uh, well Glenwood Alberta Canada Alberta is a province Glenwood was a small town anyway and so growing up in Glenwood small town we lived close to uh, Indian Reservation and but usually it wasn't like super close so that anyway there wasn't necessarily a lot of natives that lived there um, but you know they'd be in the in the town at different times or whatever but anyway so five or six years old me and some friends and most of the people that I was meeting at the time or the friends that I was hanging out with on this day they were older than me they were like more like my older brother's age so they if I was five or six they were maybe nine or ten and um, I remember we were going up to buy the school um, to play with our Star Wars figures a bunch of us were into Star Wars figures at the time and and so we were playing with our Star Wars figures so there was me and Garrett Smith and Troy Wilson and Sandy Smith and we were all together and we were playing you know uh, our Star Wars toys and just off in the distance one of us noticed there was some some natives and they were on horses and they seemed to be dressed in like you know Native American kind of attire you know which was kind of weird that they're riding their horses around this town in you know dressed up in their kind of like um, not I don't want to say ancient but just like their native headdress kind of attire so it's kind of weird and we noticed like they they kind of were coming t towards us and we were kind of getting a little bit like what the heck is going on and freaked out and so we kind of just sort of gathered up our stuff and started like getting ready to kind of get out of there and a couple of us had bikes we had the well, a couple of them had banana seat bikes and then some of us were just walking and i had just walked there that day because my house wasn't too far from that and anyway so we started walking and riding our bikes and kind of whatever and we and we kept kind of looking back and every once in a while we noticed that they were getting closer and closer and so then our, kind of our pace started getting you know faster and faster and you know I started kind of walking fast and even running and they started riding our bikes faster or whatever and next thing we know is they like they're I mean we're in a dead chase like they are chasing us down and there's like four or five horses people on horse like natives on horses a couple you know they're they're riding a couple of them riding piggyback and I remember one time looking back, and I don't even really remember how far away from this, but they I was looking back and I saw, 
you know, a couple of them jumping off the horses and running towards us. And I'm just like, what in the heck is going on? I'm freaked out. And as I turned back around, I tripped and fell. And so I'm on the ground. And as, as I, as I'm trying to get myself up, I don't know if it was this, you know, the strength or the endurance or whatever, but one of the kids that was on the banana bike, it was like, almost like he just picked me up as he was riding. I don't know even how he did this. And like, it felt like he like, like, picked me up and like just sat me on the back of the banana banana seat bike and we just kind of kept going i don't know if it happened exactly like that but that's what it felt like Uh, i'm sure i i helped with that because i don't know if he could have lifted me fully but maybe with all the adrenaline and anyway so so he gets me on the bike and we you know and, and i get and we you know get back going and whatever and we were able to his his actually house my friend Garrett Smith his house was just kind of right around that corner and so we were able to get into his yard and into his house before I don't even know before what happened we don't really know what would have happened if they were just trying to scare us or what we never really knew what exactly the outcome was but anyway so the reason why I'm telling this story is because my kids didn't believe it and they thought I was making stuff up and it was kind of like this common joke in our in our family and kind of this this story that dad like nobody believed and anyway so fast forward 20 years we're on vacation and we're we're visiting home and we're in a place called Waterton National Park and we're hanging out there and next thing you know here comes Troy Wilson and he was one of the guys that was there and we're talking and I haven't seen him for a long time and uh you know just catching up a little bit and whatever and then we're like okay we kind of part ways and you know he goes his truck was there in the parking lot and so he's walking towards his truck and I start walking back with my family and next thing you know this light bulb goes off in my head I'm like wait a second Troy was he he was there he was he knew about the story he knew about this he was there and um so I grab my kids and my wife and say hey wait a second come here I, I yell Troy I said Troy come here and he's like he's like what and so he comes over and I'm like look I said I've lived my life that you know basically with this story and I said, nobody believes me that this happened. My wife, I don't think, believes me. My kids don't believe me. I said, can you please validate that this story happened? And he looks and he's like, you know, and he's like, yes, that happened. That we that happened. It was the craziest thing, but it happened. So anyway, I felt vindicated. I felt like, oh, okay, that, <laughs> that story was real. It really did happen. But anyway, it was just, I don't know if it's so much a part of our narrative. I mean, but it's just something that, you know, now my kids are like, they laugh about it because, you know, they, they remember dad being chased by the natives on the, on the horses. And so it was kind of a crazy thing. But, um, so those kinds of things, I don't know, they just, they just, they add a sense of, of, of just value to our parents. I, I think when my kids look at me and we talk about that story, it's like, they're kind of now more amazed by it. And just like, it just was a crazy thing. And so it, it's just something that I think, like the article says, it, it binds us together and brings us closer. So, so that's one aspect of it is just kind of having our kids integrated into our lives and seeing some of the things that we went through and, you know, both good and bad. And again, I think we're going to have to try to figure out what that looks like for ourselves and, you know, and how we kind of bring that together. Another thing that the article talks about as far as, far as developing this family narrative is, is that it also might include developing a family or, you know, creating a family mission statement. And, you know, 
I think for me, you know, this one was an easy one to think about because back when my wife's dad passed away, um, there was a guy, his name is Ron Fromm, and he spoke at his funeral, and he was telling a story about um, something he remembered about her dad, Jim, when he was a scout leader. And they were on this scout camp, and they were on this long hike. It was like a six-mile hike. And all the kids on the hike, they were kind of complaining and crying. I guess it was raining, and but they had to make it to the campsite and whatever they didn't you know they were kind of they were already knee deep in it so it was just like a matter of they just had to power through it and and obviously the kids were you know complaining and whining and everything and and he just remembers finally Jim kind of turning around in a very strong and loud and stern voice just told everybody to shut up quit whining and keep hiking and it just kind of obviously grabbed everybody's attention Jim was upset and he just let him have it and you know but that was that and then everybody just kind of moved on and kept hiking and did what he said and so basically that statement shut up quit whining and keep hiking has really become my wife's family mission statement and um, um, you know and I think what it says to us and to her family is that you know we can do hard things and uh, you know life's not always going to be easy but we can keep going and keep moving through it and you know I think that's you know it's become um, you know our family's mission statement as well you know we have that saying framed in our house um, and I even have it hanging in my office you know and it's 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 just something that we've incorporated as a, as a mission statement for our family and you know it's funny because like I said it, it's I have a picture I'm looking at it right now it's up in my office and I you know sometimes I worry what my clients might think especially you know the part of where it says shut up and quit whining um, you know if they're complaining about stuff I don't know if they look up at it and think man he must be really upset right now but um, most of them it's funny because most people just ask like if I like to hike <laughs> and that's not really the point of it but you know I'd rather have them thinking that than something else but but it does make for a good conversation piece because you know when I share the story most people are touched by the meaning of it and um, you know it's definitely a situation where you know we, we've kind of refined something that was hard into something positive and I think people see the value in that and it's definitely something that again it kind of brings our family together and whenever we're maybe in a tough spot or something isn't going our way we can always kind of remind ourselves um, with that mission statement of like hey you know sometimes we just got to keep going and you know we can't whine about it but we've just got to power through and and things will get better so um, so that's kind of an example of something else a part of this narrative that we can have that helps our kids kind of come together and you know be a little bit more resilient in life as if we have this you know um, this family mission statement you know and even with that like when you talk about stories that bind us you know I've, I've shared in the past I think I talked about it in our in the trauma episode where I shared the story of my brother getting shot and that experience and what that experience was like um, you know but that's definitely a story that's bound us as, as brothers for a lifetime and, and you know and I think you know for me it's it really gave me the sense that you know like other things we can you know we can overcome hard things we can be resilient you know in our lives and get through things and you know this is kind of like a little bit of a funny part but it's like I think about it as like if I can help save my brother when I was nine years old um, you know what can't I do and um, 
I, I, you know, I use the term save lightly because obviously there was other things involved in, in, in saving him. But I just think, you know, like, hey, at nine years old, if I can go through something like that and, and you know, and get through it and help him through it, um, you know, what can't I do in life? You know, and I think that, again, those things are, are the things that kind of are meaningful, not only to us, but they were a part of our growth and are part of our resiliency. But it's a story that, you know, I've shared I talked about it with my own kids and I, I think that they understand a sense of what that means and you know and, and they can see both you know the resilience in terms of overcoming it they see their uncle Kent and what he does now in his life and how he can run and jump and play softball and do all these things and that he didn't let that kind of deter him from you know overcoming certain aspects or certain shortcomings that that were were with that and so you know, it allows them to feel a greater sense of, you know, I think growth in their own lives too. Um, which, I, you know, which is obviously great. And it's something that, you know, adds value to, you know, the story that, that of, of our family. Um, so as, as we, I think we go through this process of searching for stories that combine our family together and give us a sense of being a part of something greater. Um, you know, I think it, it's something important that we kind of really look at and we and we try to find these things that can, can connect us. Um, we can also turn to things like family traditions or vacations and holidays and get togethers and things like that. Things that, again, you know, they can all these things can all be binding elements to our kids and families. And, yeah, we might be a little bit cheesy at times with traditions or different things. Um you know, but it works. It really, it really can be binding. You know, it can be something that that adds value to our kids. I know in the article they talked about like um, one of the traditions that the family had was they used to like, even though it was like canned and different things, they used to hide like um, uh, during Thanksgiving time they'd hide the different things for the food, like the canned whatever yams or whatever they were cooking in the bushes and stuff and go make the kids kind of find it because to, to kind of be like the pilgrims and go find their food or whatever. But that was just kind of a quirky tradition that they had in their family. Um, you know, and again, like different things like vacations and stuff like that. Um, they can be something that kind of, again, bring us together that we have memories from that we, you know, that, that I know that that's happened in our families. We've kind of done different vacations and stuff and, you know, it's created memories that we all look back on and things that we kind of remember about those things that, that bring us together. So those are all great things, too. So you got, you know, stories that our kids can learn from. You've got mission statements. You've got traditions and vacations and things like that that we can all kind of help to solidify this family narrative. Um, but to me, really, the bottom line is, is that if you want a happier family, you know, we want to refine and retell the stories of our family positive moments and and then our abilities to bounce back from difficult ones you know we can't leave that out everything isn't going to be you know positive we're just telling one side of the story like this is great or wonderful then our kids might feel like again they can't fail or they can't fall or they can't do things but but it's not really that they can't do that it's that we can bounce back from things and they need to know that part as well and so again we have to find stories in our lives that help to you know, t to give that to them. And, it, and maybe it's not just even from our lives. It can be from our parents' lives or our, you know, grandparents and, and things of that nature. So, but it's what we can do to kind of bind them to that, that significance of what those stories meant. Um, so, 
you know, I think for me, just in kind of finishing it up, it's like, hey, let's go, let's quiz our families on the do you know questionnaire. Let's find a mission state statement. Let's look at some traditions and and see what we can come up with to you know solidify this family narrative that we want to create to really strengthen not only our families but our kids' lives. I mean, it can be a benefit to you know our kids forever in terms of solidifying some of the things. Again, going back to what it you know if our kids can be more self confident, if they can have more self esteem, if they can be more resilient in their lives as a result of creating a family narrative. Who wouldn't want to give that to their kids? So for me, it's hey, happy storytelling. Let's go out. Let's 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 find some things that we can share with our kids, and tell some stories that can benefit their lives, and bring that together in a narrative that can really be impactful for them. And I think as we do that, we'll see the benefits, and we'll see our kids be more resilient and stronger in their lives. And you know, it'll give them something to kind of build a a good foundation on but also at the same time it's going to bring us together as a family so lots of benefits to that I hope that um, each of you can take that and kind of put it into practice uh, for your own families and see the benefit of that and I think again the research speaks for itself as far as what that can do for our kids and the value that it brings so anyway thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Vegas Therapist again Email me your feedback, ryanwinder at gmail.com. And also, again, if you if you like the content, if you're liking the show, please go on to iTunes and give us a rating and even a review. Give me, you know, if, if that if that's something that you can take the time for, um, so that those those things can be be out there and so that people can, you know, get the benefit of listening to the podcast and and just what I'm trying to share here with people. So, thanks again, and we'll see you next time. I'm not going to